We are hot on the heels of the Defenders show, and we are ready to talk about it. This is the Fresh Comics Podcast, and there will be spoilers ahead. So if you haven't watched the Netflix Defenders series, uh, go back and do that before you give this a listen. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first official issue of the Fresh Comics Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ian Maxwell, here with my co-host, Nikki. Hello. And we are here this week to talk about The Defenders, as I said up top. Um, the new Netflix Marvel series, uh, so far just one season uh, that we know of, um, but hopefully I can say series and we will have a series of seasons <laughs> of this show, because I know for the most part all around we enjoyed it. Um, which we're about to get into, um, and I uh, hope you guys have, have checked it out already. Um, it was dropped last week, last Friday. Uh, it's only eight episodes, which is pretty short. About uh, 45 minutes each. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really short compared to the other uh, seasons of things that, about 13 for everybody else so mm-hmm. far. Um, and we could feel it. Like yeah, it, I... Honestly, because we didn't hear anything about how long it was going to be or how many episodes there was going to be, I went in expecting 13, and when we got 8, I was really kind of sad because I understand that it felt rushed and that... I don't don't know. It was just rushed. Yeah, to give us so much uh, of each of the other seasons, and then when this is supposed to be the big thing it's leading to, and it's the shortest thing, it kind of feels a little strange. Yeah, because the more character, just like with Suicide Squad, the more characters you add, I feel like you have to make you have to be prepared for a longer show yeah. to fit everybody in. So while we're, we don't have to well, touch on any of the origins, you know, like uh, since they've already had their, their shows, are, so but that's... we want interactions with everybody. We want to yeah. see, I wanted to see a little bit more of just Jessica and, and uh, Matt and a little bit more of just, just each of every of them kind of split up, but of Danny and Luke and, yeah. and not, not, tying him to a chair (laughs) yeah Uh, which i like i understand what danny's going through and i defend danny constantly because i love him and just like i said in our first ish uh episode that everybody gave him so much uh crap for being like a whiny boop 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 (laughs) right right but no in this he was very upset most of the time and his you can see that his overreactions to every little thing was fucking up the way he was fighting. Yeah, are exactly. Okay, yeah. well, we are kind of getting a little ahead of ourselves here uh, with what we're talking about. Um, to set this up, The Defenders uh, is, in this context, the Netflix show uh, that is a team-up of Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, the characters of the previous shows uh, that Netflix has put out with Marvel. Um, but it was also a comic book originally just like a, a team series and uh definitely a completely different lineup early on yeah uh, and they've changed quite a bit throughout the years but the very first was uh dr strange uh namor also known as submariner kind of the aquaman uh, equivalent in, yeah. uh, in marvel uh the hulk and silver surfer so like a lot more of a a cosmic and intense team than like street brawlers yeah you know um and uh this is actually 
in their most recent comic run and the show, uh, the first time Jessica has been in the in the team. Yeah, because from what I understand, she was she yeah she was an avenger as jewel yeah right yeah so jessica after that was just jessica yeah and actually even uh until recently the jewel plot line was just um alluded to she wasn't really like a character you saw in the avengers comics she was just like that was something that was made for the alias uh comic book series and then eventually they elaborated on it with her with her time with the avengers um but yeah uh she I think that's pretty neat. You know, it gives you like sort of a, a disconnected thing for her. But, but yeah, this is her first time, but everybody else uh, has been in the Defenders at some point uh, in yeah. time. Um, but uh, this particular incarnation features uh, the the guys from the Netflix shows, like I said. So they were getting together to fight the Hand, which is the big boss of this uh, this season. Um, all five fingers. All five fingers, yes. The And the, the Hand is the... the folks that uh didn't believe what kunlun was teaching that didn't uh that wanted to have the power for themselves escaped and started their own little little gang yeah, and they just uh, wanted to be immortal that yeah. was really it yeah they didn't want to help anybody with the power of um i forgot the dragon the, uh, the undying sh- <laughs> the undying. Uh, oh geez i always uh, forget too um uh, shun lao yeah it, <laughs> the and basically the substance that they use in the show to create this immortality is basically just uh, dragon fossil fuels really yeah. it's like yeah. dragon bone goo <laughs> is really what we're looking at so it's like just dragon oil that's all that is um but they found that it works and uh i don't know i thought that the the plot's pretty cool the whole uh you know they're Sigourney. running out of substance yeah so Sigourney weaver like her character finally like alexandria finally being like this is going to be my last body and she's kind of she can't take it very well she's yeah not handling death very yeah, well yeah immortals don't really want to no. die i guess especially when you're power hungry um bringing electra back was really cool we've seen her come back from the dead in the comics uh and we've seen her run the hand in the past too uh yeah. and spoiler yeah so her taking over uh was a really cool thing to see i think um in that too this is the closest we're probably going to get to her comic costume and uh the suit yeah. looked really really good everybody's gonna get their suit except, except danny danny and danny's never gonna get the he collar wants it. He yeah wants it. <laughs> he does um even if it's not the collar his new his new updated suit without the collar at least give him that yeah and his little mask and we did uh, at the very end of the show see him uh perched on a rooftop in a green and yellow track suit that is slightly reminiscent of the current uh iron fist which is more like the uh the uh, uh sunny chiba yellow with the black stripe but his is green yeah. with the yellow stripe <laughs> down the side uh and the mask but um i really but I do want to see him in the mask. If at the very least, I'd like to see him put on the mask. We we even watched Matt throw on uh, Jessica's scarf <laughs> through yeah. a lot of this season. Yeah. Uh, we can get Danny in a, in a fucking head wrap. Come on. Um, but yeah, I think that for me, overall, the show told a good story. Uh, it, it, the writing wasn't always perfect, but again, I feel like the pace was rushed. Uh they they were trying to tell a lot uh, by building the backstory of the five fingers without really you yeah. know 
uh, building on it as much as they did. We got straight flashbacks of every villain so far uh, in all of these shows, except for these guys, really. Um, Which I would assume is pretty hard because if they've lived for so long and they have, I guess, changed bodies as much as they have. They wouldn't always look the same, yeah. Yeah, it would be a little bit harder. So... Oh, come on. You could get some bit part people to play a couple of seconds of things, pretend to be Sigourney Weaver for a minute, you know? That's true. They could have done some really fun stuff with that, uh, and I wouldn't have minded. I would have liked to have learned more about this particular... I mean, they all get fucking wiped out in the end anyway, really, except, except for Gal, uh, Gal I will, who I think I she slipped away. I will the fact that she slipped away, because that bitch is... That, she's hard. <laughs> yeah. And and she is probably the closest thing we've got to the Crane Mother, uh, yeah, at least was, for this universe. Yeah, I was definitely so. wrong when I, when I wanted to think that that was who Sigourney he was trying to hold just because like in the book like i definitely understand that the crane mother is one of the five fingers but right and and when she was feeding the pigeons in the front like at the beginning oh yeah what made me think i was like okay well maybe i'm right yeah but each of the five fingers didn't really represent the same as what they were in the book everybody was kind of their own it was just more of an updated modern version of what the five fingers would be. Yeah. Like they are the modern versions of what their books past lives were. Right. So if we did get those background stories, maybe we would have seen what this old tournament was. Right. Right. Was in uh, the immortal iron fist uh, book. Yeah. That we talked about on the last episode uh, Mm -hmm. that Brian Michael Bendis. Um, And uh, that was one of the things that I thought was really interesting in general. Uh, I, want to give a shout out to uh editor-in-chief of den of geek his name is mike uh Caccini. i hope i'm saying that right um let me know dude <laughs> anyway uh th- the he's written articles in the past uh and we are going to link to the defenders one in particular because i just find them to be interesting um where he goes through each episode of the netflix shows and picks out all of the uh marvel easter eggs and things that tie each of the shows to their comic books and he's done a really good job of analysis and breakdown and i've always enjoyed those articles and uh he did a good job of pointing out in this particular show there aren't a lot of very blatant uh, Marvel references, and there's not a lot of straight-up amalgamations of things. It's a lot of its own story being told. This is its own Defenders thing, which is, yeah. is really cool. And like I mean, you pointed out, the the Misty's hospital board. Yeah, has a lot of, of cool little, is, little is hints about, about her, her origins. Like, Misty, the character, yeah. Um, and... Uh, that that kind of stuff is cool, but it's not as overflowing in this one, at least not as obviously as in the previous shows. The previous shows really were like uh, lots of hidden little little gems. This kind of is it, it's it's hinting back to the other shows. Yeah, it's very much something built from these Netflix shows, as opposed to being something uh, of an interpretation of something we've already seen, um, which I do like. Uh, you know, again, just straight adaptations get boring tweaking them just a little bit get annoying having something more original and just playing with the the ideas of the characters and just using their attitudes i like that kind of stuff uh, again like we say with preacher where the plot lines are turned around but a lot of the characters are still it is it they feel is like our people two sides of a shiny beautiful <laughs> coin right like i j- oh no, god preacher. i love preacher yeah so we're gonna much. talk about that um but uh yeah um overall story was cool a uh, little rushed, lots of neat things though, uh, and set setups for uh, for future shows. Um, the uh, Luke is obviously going back to to start 
working in Harlem and figure out this stuff with Mariah and Shades. We got a cute little nod at his relationship with Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, in the comic books, they have a baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do. And then, you know, things go sideways. So they're uh, Jessica's hiding said baby. Because <laughs> Jess is nuts. Yeah. Um, um, and Danny constantly being like, we need to team up. What right. Do you, what do you say? Right. Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, Danny, you're you're a little desperate right now. You're just trying <laughs> to get out of the chair. Yeah. But I'm excited for the idea that because, uh, like we said before on the last episode, uh, Luke Cage and da- and Iron Fist aren't cued for a second season. Yeah. I'm really hoping we'll get a Heroes for Hire, which would be really fun, where uh, they can help each other out, go through Shades and Mariah, and clean up Harlem, mm-hmm. and Danny can build, go through the, the Rand Enterprises stuff. Yeah. Because in Heroes for Hire, because we see a little bit of that in the Immortal Iron Fist by Bendis, um, we see them talking about the difference between using the money to fix things and starting from the bottom right. to fix things. Yeah. And that's why Luke and Danny separate for a little bit. It's because they both have two different ideas yeah. of how to fix things. And we saw a little a little bit of that in the show with Luke uh, kind of throwing that privilege thing into, in, into in Danny's Danny. face, putting, which was really cool. Yeah, and giving him that that other perspective. Because I love the fact that Danny took what Luke said and thought about it. Yeah. And was like, he was right. I need to... And that's when... He did the 51% thing, which isn't true, guys. That is not a real thing. It's just for TV. There is a board that you have to go through. Just having 51% does not mean you can walk in and take whatever. But the show did handle it in a decent way. He didn't just get to go, Alexandra, I have your job now. No, he just was able to get in the office. And and find out information. And I thank you so much for doing that, guys. Because they could have made it stupid. You know, they could have really done that that trope. Pull Uh, his power. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we just realized as we're looking at the pile of books that uh, it was not Bendis that did uh, Iron Fist. That's the Brubaker uh, Matt Fraction uh, series. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, in our defense, uh, Brian Michael Bendis writes Daredevil and Jessica Jones, and, uh, yeah, and that's all I think he's done stuff for... with Defenders. I mean, so he's pretty busy in in that field. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, excuse us. Um, but yeah, so we did... Uh, you know, getting to see the Danny uh, Luke Cage relationship build is really great, which also hopefully leads to Misty and Colleen having uh, more of a relationship together uh, because they are also sort of a heroes for hire. Netflix guys, come on. If you're worried about some of these shows, put them together. Let's get some cool ass heroes for hire on both sides. Let's yeah. watch the girls and the guys. And then, of course, uh, Misty losing her arm. So having Shoot. the Rand money, we're going to get that badass robot arm she's got in the comics. Um, Which will just put her on a whole nother badass level. Yeah. Like, I cannot wait to see how... Uh, what's Crushing the... pistols. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The actress <laughs> just take that Oh, she's going to be so great, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, the mysterious uh, survival of, of good old uh, Matthew Murdoch. Um, we find him in a hospital, not a hospital bed, but a bed of the church uh, that he was um, sent to as a child after his father died, uh, which fans of the comics know that his mother was a nun at that church secretly, and uh, there is a run where she takes care of him at one point, and he goes missing. Um, And then that also leads into uh, Danny being on the rooftop, sort of taking over for Matt uh, looking after the city. In the comics, he literally dons the tights. Yeah, uh, for a while in the comics, because Matt is trying to really separate 
mm-hmm. his lives. He is trying because people are, I guess, are starting to put together that because they he's think, outed a hundred times. Yeah, and so he's always having to do something. Be- yeah, so because himself. he's outed a hundred times, he goes to Danny and he's like, "Hey, will you be Daredevil for a while?" And Danny's like, "Fuck yes, absolutely, <laughs> I'll do that." To the point where he kind of doesn't want to give it up. He's like, "Well, I really like it. You know, if you ever need me to do it, I'll absolutely do it." The horns are red. Yeah, it's a big deal to be Daredevil, to be the Devils of Hell ki- Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, like, he's a big icon what? there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, the the funny thing to me is like, or the question that I've had is, uh, does he have to cut the eye holes into the oh. mask so that he can see? <laughs> uh, My thought would just be that he could see everything, but it would just be shades of red. It'd just be red. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of neat stuff uh, that's going to lead into hopefully some really kick-ass new seasons for the next uh, few standalone shows. I'm really excited to see if Punisher touches on uh, whatever has happened or if he's going to be his own standalone thing. I so, hope it's just him doing mafia stuff. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so mad we didn't. <laughs> I, I said it last episode that yep. I'd be super annoyed if we didn't get a Punisher thing, even though after they added that little clip at the trailer, we didn't get it. We didn't get we it. We didn't get it. He doesn't show what? up. He doesn't save the day. He doesn't pop out of the shadows and shoot one last guy in the head. I was so hoping nope. that he would just ride the falling elevator down and just like, be perfectly fine when it hit the ground and be like, I guess I came at the right time. (laughs) Nope. Nope. But, uh, you know, the director did say it was from the Punisher show, but we were hoping that they still would have teased us a little bit with some of him in the series, but it's okay. Uh, Pretty soon we're going to get hopefully 13 full episodes of just pure Frank, and it's going to be fucking rad. With his doofus Rick hair. (laughs) Yeah, he's got that that military cut going on right now. (laughs) It's his thing, looking like, uh, you know... but that being said, we did uh, not love a lot of random things about the show, um, especially when compared to the other ones. Again, uh, going back to the pace was the thing that we keep talking about. It just it feels a little rushed at times, um, though we do get a lot of cool um, like lingering shots on things uh, when they're building exposition, but not a lot of uh, individual interaction that I would have liked to see, not as much. And uh, the the fight scenes just oh, don't God. Yeah, really I was, stack. I was really disappointed with the fight scenes because, like, each individual show has their own style of fighting, but I was really hoping that we would get the daredevil camera angles yeah so we could see everybody's different style all together instead of just what you call the the (laughs) Um, quick cut american American style style fighting yeah i was really really disappointed yeah and and like we were talking about earlier there are a few fight scenes that really do stand out because they they do manage to uh you know, touch on it a little bit. Uh, it was really badass to see everybody in a hallway all together. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, since we've had hallway scenes for everybody, but weakest hallway scene we've seen so far. I think it, it's just it didn't linger like Daredevils did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we had to turn I'm, your sorry, that's phones on in the studio. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, it's almost lunchtime and <laughs> we were at work. Yeah, exactly. Um, but. Uh, the the hallway scene though not as good of a hallway scene though in other hallways just walking up jessica jones apartment we get a lot of the single shot uh 
rotating views yeah. of the thing. Uh, when so they're like, sitting at the Chinese restaurant, sit we at the get Chinese the nice restaurant. round shot, yeah, like as they're conversing. single shot of everything. Which that was probably one of my favorite scenes. I really yeah. liked that. Just Everybody their first and... conversation together calmly, you know, figuring out the battle plan. I really dug that. Everybody making fun of how ridiculous Danny's backstory is. <laughs> yeah. And, because and it's so unbelievable. As he's just chowing on pork dumplings. Like, yeah, that was, that was really great. And, uh, um, there, I, I do like the transitions. They do like the cool little like the train train shots and stuff, and the, the different colors islands. to show you who's gonna be who coming up next. Yeah, the fish eye, fish eye shots of New York and stuff. Um, the fight scene between uh, Matt and Danny was really good, but again, not like we got more lingering shots on uh, uh, Cap Daredevil. The guy who does the stunt work for Daredevil is also the same guy who does the stunt work for Captain America. That's nice. why Captain America does a lot of the same, uh, that front flip knee to the face move. They yeah, both do that a yeah. lot. It's the same stunt guy, and uh, he's fucking incredible. And that's a lot of the reason why, even with uh, just the difference in style, Danny's, or the Iron Fist fights uh, aren't still even quite as good as, as Daredevil, simply because that dude is just insane. He's just yeah. such a good stunt dude. There aren't a lot of guys in television that are just able to kick that much ass like that. Um, but that was the closest we got to seeing a lot of him doing his big flips and, and cool shots. And it was neat seeing the combination of Danny and uh, Matt's different styles going together. Yeah. Uh, Cause honestly, I don't think we saw a lot of Matt fighting really because every time there were the big group fights, Matt either ran off to go fight Electra, Electra. Electra by, yeah. like, completely. And then he would technically pull punches. Yep. And it's a lot of him just sniffing. <laughs> he's just doing little, is it, is it really hurt? Oh my god. And so he's not punching as much, he's just uh, yeah, doing a lot so of... So there was a lot, yeah, the Danny and... Not Matt to say Charlie fight. Cox isn't great doing that, and his yeah, acting work is good, but anyway. I love Charlie Cox, you're great. <laughs> he's I awesome. I love you, man. But, to, yeah, so to see them, that was fun to see him actually fight a little bit yeah. at least. And seeing, I feel like because one of the biggest complaints of Iron Fist was that the fighting is boring. Right. They took the Danny's fight style and instead of it being Tai Chi how it's supposed to be, like it's faster punches. They just showed quicker. him doing it, yeah. Yeah, to make it I guess more brawly or, yeah, or... I, I, that's what I imagine. There was one move that he did while he's by himself. He's like running after somebody or with someone and he has to stop and he does this uh like just real intense straight forward kick you know real like just muay thai out kick dunk, and knocks the guy against a fence and it was like much more like you said like brutal brawl kind of yeah. kick than what we've normally seen him do he does a lot more of the flowy stuff and maybe it's because he's pissed you know yeah. he's having a hard or time with his, his anxiety is, is uh, up. yeah he can't really focus you know plot wise Danny is going <laughs> through so much right now in reality i think it's because they whomever they're having doing his stunts uh couldn't keep up with the type of fights and that's why there's a lot of quick cuts the boardroom scene is the one that i felt had the most of that see a fist move cut to behind a guy see him get punched cut in front of a guy see him flying but there's no context for the fist yeah. the boardroom scene had a lot of that that american i call it american quick cut because it's not like i always think of jackie chan that that dude when he fights and does shots it's just a static camera watching a nice frame and you see him kick dudes asses for solid five minutes and he's doing all of it not a lot of people can do that i'm not saying everybody be jackie chan 
but please do because that'd be fucking yeah. awesome if you could. Um, but always choose to be Jackie Chan. Right, exactly. But a lot of American fights and a lot of American action movies, uh, quick cut stuff because you don't have to train your actors to really fight if you can basically glue together a collage of punches and make it look like a and, fight. And that's so disappointing because yeah. we, once I got the taste of what. <laughs> what that could be with like daredevil yeah. and kingsman oh and yeah stuff like yeah. that i love it it yeah. makes me so excited it gets me into action movies that i never thought i would like before because i'm not a huge like adrenaline yeah. action person but seeing it like that gives you a different perspective it, you can see the talent that goes behind yeah. it it's not yeah. just a a, a a stage punch it yeah. becomes a dude that that dude fucking works to do it, that they yeah. trained to do it it's as if they're real fighters and sometimes they are like you yeah. get real fighters to do that kind of stuff that's pretty rad uh that's one of those reasons why i was kind of bummed we didn't get to see uh atomic blonde yet because uh, she does a lot of oh, uh, yeah. long shot fights apparently it should be pretty cool um but uh that being said the fight where everyone is together facing the hand in the basement of the building of uh, the the hands uh you know a uh, seed company or whatever their their shell company building uh did the avengers fight that big circling sweep yeah. around everyone getting to see everyone punch someone into somebody else and use each other and work and i love that i loved it in the avengers i love it in this like that's i want to see that in yeah. every episode i literally jumped know? up and was like where Whoa. has this been yeah what yeah you, you did, guys you did. Been what doing? happened why did we not but, see this the whole time yeah. yeah but i understand those kinds of things are hard to put pull off to get everybody doing that uh you know hella camera work anyway you can't always do it in long shots so the editing does have to be clean and really good but they pulled that off that fight scene was fucking incredible but yeah if the but i think at the end of the day this even though it's all of them fighting in the same way that Jessica Jones is in a, a combat show. This was not really a combat yeah. show. It featured combat people, but it was trying to just, it was just the team. It was the team show. You know, it was the the Avengers, which is going to be a big battle, but uh, it it doesn't mean that it's going to be a martial arts program. Yeah. You know, so um, that being said, definitely not all around disappointed. I think I enjoyed the shit out of it. I did, I and I will solid. watch it again, definitely. Yeah. It makes me excited for, again, Jessica season two, mm -hmm. Daredevil season three. I cannot wait to see where Danny and Luke go. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I. I I'm hooked. I love it. Yeah. So I'm me definitely. Too. And and we're gonna talk a little bit about it later. Just the pacing that Marvel has with their stuff. Yeah. Is so calming. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like they you, have patience. Yeah. yeah. Versus DC, who is slapstick and stuff yeah. together. Uh, which we will be touching on that later in another yeah. segment. But yeah, uh, the the they some of the stuff on the ABC end of their shows are a little bit disappointing when you look at like Agents of Shield and like uh, Agent Carter was bet was better, but it didn't last as long. Um, and then uh, this new like uh, Inhuman show, which like has a lot of really bad looking CG and the way that the trailer looked makes it seem very soap opera e and I hope that that's not how it turns out the Inhumans are a cool franchise yeah. I'd like to see them done well um but the the people working along with the Netflix Netflix crew uh they're working in the same mentality as the folks at the Marvel Studios uh that yeah they're trying to build a bigger world and they're doing a very good job of putting those bricks down, you yeah. know, and uh, I cannot wait to see 
when we do get Defenders Season 2 in, what, four years, and we get to see the Punisher come in, you know, or yeah. whatever, and get to see everybody doing this stuff, and they've been fighting for a little bit longer. And, I mean... Um, if we already know that there's a Defender season two. Oh, we don't. That was oh. just me speculating. Oh. I was like, wow, maybe they are. Do- they're, <laughs> no. There's. I was be. I would be concerned that they would stretch themselves super thin yeah. and have so many pro- kind of like their movies. Yeah. How they have their movies planned out to like 2024. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then actually probably beyond once Infinity oh Gauntlet gosh, is done, right? but. Uh, but that's the thing too. I'd like to see a Defender season two that touches on maybe some ground level Infinity War stuff, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. to to sort of be something to uh, be another side of the coin of the movies and stuff. Yeah, because uh, definitely with Misty and Connie, they do Heroes for Hire, but they're on the side of Iron Man. So they're oh after the, the a- after the Accord uh, stuff. Yeah, the uh, the uh, Jesus Christ registration act yeah, yeah in the comic books which would be really interesting to see you know i mean they're they're talking about they probably will not pull show people into the movies still um but seeing the sokovia accords or seeing if they're like hey we're seeing these offshoots of avengers type folks you know something of that nature to sort of see that affect uh, the ground teams because um, somebody at this point especially after all of this, has to be hearing more about this guy with the glowing fist and yeah, bulletproof and Luke, you know. What did it, they call Jessica, the uh, the unyielding woman? Yeah, unyielding woman, yeah. Uh, I want to see that on a T-shirt. Gal has some of the best insults ever. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's so great. And that was one of the things that I really loved, watching her and Sigourney Weaver acting together was really great. They yeah. had some good scenes. Uh you know, seeing Alexandra shake Gal. You know, I've never seen Gal have those faces. Yeah, that she and was have genuinely to concerned. Backtrack herself. Yeah. To make sure that she chooses her words wisely. Right. It was really weird to see her in that position. Yeah. But, but she's clever. She's the survivor. You know, that's she why knows I'm, what she can do. She yeah. made it out. Uh, I'm she sure. She made it out with the last of that. She doesn't that even have to punch you to, to punch you. So. Dragon, <laughs> bone marrow. Yeah. She she's good to go. I think. Um, yeah. And it. Uh, I I liked the the rest of the five fingers as well. I think that. Um, uh, it was cool to see Co- uh, Colleen's old Bakudo dude come Bakudo, back. yeah, because he's really cool. He was just a, a fun, sort of creepy, stoic dude. Yeah, and, real creepy. Yeah, like you couldn't tell if he just wanted Colleen back as an apprentice, or if he just yeah. was like, "You're my right. Asian lady." <laughs> just wants to like, torture. No, yeah, that's weird. Go away, Oof. man. <laughs> and that and poor Colleen, she can't get away from the feelings about that shit. You know, that's. Oh God! It'll well, make her stronger. It's gonna push Danny right into Misty's arms. Um, That's what I think. <laughs> That's what I hope. Right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, of course, I can't remember his name now. But the man in the white hat—he uh, was very, very unnerving. Oh yeah, the fact that the way his beard was shaved, he looked like a skull. <laughs> and how gaunt he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That that dude is great. I want to see him in a lot more stuff because he was very fucking chilling. Um, but yeah, so lots of cool villains. Definitely a neat story. Definitely worth watching, especially if, uh, you know, I, I like that I'm saying that like this is just like a. If if you've listened this far to the episode, maybe you should go check out the Defenders. Right. Now you've probably already seen it. Hopefully you guys liked it too. Um, you know, hit us up on our Facebook and uh, let us know. You what know. do you think? And yeah. like, who was your favorite? Like, do you have a spe- like specific defender you like the most? Yeah. Like, honestly, I love Jessica. Like, oh, she's I, great. I, I'll root for Danny for him to get his shit together, but Jessica's my girl. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. I I think it. Uh, anybody who skipped over uh, Jessica Jones too, they they're probably kicking themselves. Yeah, being like, and also Holy shit, come on, great David character. Tennant. Like, oh yeah. Oh come on, and he's such a good villain. Yeah, he's oh, a great Jesus. villain. Because um, if you don't love him from Doctor Who, you gotta love him from Harry Potter. Right? Check him out as a super villain. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't even realize that he's a rapist. It's great, and he's very creepy. It's, oh yeah, you know. like with the mind of a spoiled <laughs> fucking twelve year old. Yeah, it's, he's a very awesome character, and fucking Tennant played him so well. I loved, I loved Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really excited to see more of her. And uh, you know what kind of it was Malcolm. really yeah Malcolm. I'm excited. Malcolm her door <laughs> back together. Oh my gosh, Malcolm getting over heroin and being like so clean yeah. i was so happy to see looking him healthy looking and like, healthy yeah shit. like helping oh jess out you know so that's really cool um of course getting to see all the side people was really great good old foggy you know and oh, and foggy. uh but god foggy and karen are the ones i, I feel the worst about oh, uh yeah, you know matt thinking that matt's dead yeah and foggy being the one to hand him the fucking costume and tell him to go and but i, I like i i agree with you i think karen's not gonna give up i think that she's gonna believe that he's not dead yeah. and she's gonna search and and she's gonna either find him or uh, not be pissed or shocked yeah. maybe when he does I feel, come back yeah i feel like she'll be more relieved than anything else i feel like if anything Fo- i don't think even foggy would be mad i think foggy would be relieved that he yeah he just doesn't want to lose his buddy and know? if matt made it out i would assume electra made it out as well oh i don't think that's the last we've seen of electra yeah she has escaped death more than enough times so uh yeah and i don't know i, I feel like uh, it probably helps that everything went down in a basement full of life uh giving goo so maybe that'll help everybody out a little oh, bit yeah. too you know um <laughs> the goo the goo but yeah it's uh i don't know i'm really excited to see to see where everybody's going with this it's definitely a good wrap-up of phase one uh, of the marvel television series mm-hmm. um and uh yeah next to spark off uh will be the punisher and that's going to be fucking great. Uh, Bernthal did everything he could. John Bernthal, who's playing the Punisher, if you don't know. He was Shane on The Walking Dead. Um, he, he was in Wolf on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, he's Wolf on Wall Street. Uh, and he um, apparently he did everything he could to make sure that Frank was not going to be a fucking hero. He is brutal as fuck. He is Frank. He's the Frank we love. He's the one we want to see. And I'm really excited to see him unchained. I hope he gets to punch a giant Russian at some point. Um, and just... <laughs> Which would be so, so perfect <laughs> for right now. And just fuck up some mobsters it's gonna be wonderful um so yeah uh do you have anything else you want to add no i was just like yeah i was disappointed about the fight scenes but overall again i'll watch it again i enjoy everything that marvel is doing right Mm -hmm. now for the especially being someone who grew up reading dc Mm -hmm. and more so immersed into that world yeah getting all of this stuff for marvel it's it's great. Yeah, no, and it's working. They're, they're making me a very big Marvel fan. Yeah, and I'm I'm a comic fan in general. I don't pick right. one over the other because yes. we've talked about how silly that is. <laughs> yeah, fanboyism needs to die. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah, God, please stop. Just that. like just what's like good. Like what you like. Yeah, it's you know? fine. But Marvel is just grabbing. Marvel's touching me in places I never yeah. thought it would. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I mean, they've definitely done a good job. It's solid television. Um, definitely fun stories, uh, and yeah, I can't wait for them to just keep this shit up. Um, so yeah, that's all for the, the meat of the Defenders, so now we're gonna go into a segment, uh, we hopefully don't have to do too often, called Tales to Admonish. 
All right, so Tales to Admonish. This is our segment uh, where we're going to talk about something happening within the comic world that either pisses us off, makes us unhappy, uh, disappoints us, just... Uh, or worries us. Yeah, or worries, worries us. Just concern Things that should be uh, bothersome to people who love comic books, comic book movies, comic book shows, etc., etc. And today, uh, sadly, we have to, after sucking Marvel's dick for a solid 30 <laughs> minutes, have to point our fingers... At DC. Yeah. Um, there's been some weird news and some bizarre misinformation and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff that's come out in the last week involving the, the DC uh, Extended Universe uh, film stuff, um, including a couple of Joker films uh, that have been announced, uh, which the, the, the first one I really want to touch on is the, the solo Joker film uh, that will not be featuring Jared Leto, who is currently set up as the Joker for the DC Extended Universe, but it will be a prequel that will be telling the story of the Joker. It's going to be a legit, on-paper uh, origin tale for the film version of the Joker. Uh, I, I want to emphasize film. This isn't going to change the comic books in any way. Uh, you know, people who are mad about that, but also... Is it necessary? This would so this would not be canon to the comics. This is no, just... no, and and I mean none of the movies, Marvel or DC ever are because they yeah. are interpretations. And, and the Joker himself, he has a couple of different backstories already, and that's what makes him fun. The yeah. idea that even the Joker doesn't really know where he's come from, you know, and uh, a lot of us big fans sort of like to sit on the origin from. Uh, the Killing Joke, which is the Red Hood story. Mm -hmm. He's just a failed comedian who gets uh, sort of suckered into being a burglar in order to make money for his family, falls in a vat of chemicals, becomes the Joker. Um, but even that is kind of, uh, you know, it's a spinoff series by Alan Moore. Uh, some of the greatest minds believe that Batman murders the Joker at the end of that one as well. So uh, the canon uh, nature of it can be uh, sort of fluid as well. Um, and in the new 52, I believe recently, they tried to give him an origin story where it's that we have multiple jokers. It's two mm -hmm. jokers in one universe, uh, which is, um, just dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. I hated that. Um, but a lot of the 52 reboots, a lot of people were, were disappointed with. I, I mean, they didn't change Harley's 52 reboot too too right. much and i haven't really read any of the other ones because i have fallen back from dc for a and i've heard years. split stuff i think it goes yeah. you know title to title just as anything else really yeah does. i definitely need to give it a fair shot a rebirth apparently is supposed to be it's the new mm -hmm. thing that's happening i've been hearing some good things uh from some friends about that um but yeah having like a solid specific origin story from the joker uh, from this comic fan is a little unnecessary like i don't think it, it, part of the allure of the character is that he is this mysterious, just chaotic force. He is a wind that blows through Gotham. He is not a man. You know, by making him a man, it does kind of bring it down a little bit to me. But it's not even that that's bothersome. It's not even the comic booky stuff that really is kind of weird. It's the team that they've got on this movie. Um, right off the bat, it is produced by Martin Scorsese who is known mostly for his mafia films and things like that, which makes me immediately believe that we're going to go to, I guess, a criminal story. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a Red Hood-esque tale uh, or something of a, uh, you know, a, a mafia fellow, you know, who goes through a weird situation or, or whatever, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it is to be written uh, together by Scott Silver, 
of Eight Mile and Todd Phillips of The Hangover, which Are that's a weird choice. Are two different movies. Yeah, exactly. What? And again, both quite different from what I would see Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, I could see maybe Eight Mile kind of because it is a, sort of a character story. It is it is a, a tale about a person, yeah. you know, and, and a redemptive sort of thing as well. Um, but The Hangover seems kind of weird. I mean, I guess because he's the Joker, they wanted to bring in somebody funny. But that's not the right kind of funny. If you wanted to do anybody from The Hangover, bring in Zach Galifianakis, but only what, as him. Have him, <laughs> have him write stuff. As Baskets. Bring, yeah, bring, right. Bring yeah. Baskets yeah, writing. Yeah, there you for, go. Like, you that know. kind of dark comedy is what you would need for him. Because, yeah, he's he's the Joker, but he like... He's not really supposed to be funny. He's not like funny, yeah. To anyone but himself. That's the joke, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, the the a mallet to the face isn't funny unless you're, you're a sociopath holding, or, or you're holding the, the mallet. mallet. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. That's that's a little weird, a little unnecessary. I am curious to see who they would cast. Um, it's always fun to see a Joker on screen, but if this is an origin story, it's going to be. Uh, a good solid hour 15 of a guy who has a big smile and then probably a good 30 minutes of him being the Joker. Yeah. If it's an origin story, we're going to see a mob dude who at the end is the Joker. So and that, if, if that's the case, know. are they going to try to throw in Batman at the very end to yeah. associate what they're doing? Which is also something I don't feel like they ever really need to do. I mean, the, the Batman being the like the and the joker existing together needing each other harmoniously can work um in like concept it doesn't have to he doesn't literally have to be in the room with him you know but kind of like how they always show you the parent's death i wonder if they will always put them together (laughs) yeah b-man showing up i mean and again like uh we got a joker origin in the original batman which was great so i mean are they going to be pulling anything from the jack nicholson origin yeah. where, where are they going with this is a lot of it but i don't know uh, let us know how you feel about this one you guys if you've um, heard any different information let us know like yeah but uh we'll, but we're, we'll learn about it together yeah and it, and it leads into another set of weird people being chosen for another weird film is the joker harley film Ugh. um which we've already been told that there is supposed to be a harley film uh uh, happening later that is going to be more of uh, birds of prey birds of prey hopefully. slash maybe gotham city sirens Ooh. which i think is a fantastic idea those are both really fucking yeah, cool series amazing. that's a neat direction to go it can open up for a lot of cool other characters that can be brought into other things huntress is badass anyway um but this is not what we're talking about we're talking about sort of uh joker harley uh, the writers themselves are describing it as a when Harry met it's it's when Harry met Sally on Benzedrine, which doesn't really sound like anything I want to watch anyway. Um, but it's uh, what what I you have, got? I just I have so much to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, okay, so first Harley is everything to me. Yeah. She has been since I was like however old I was in '92. <laughs> I don't remember, but. I've just I've loved her so much. Yeah. I've grown up with her in 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 her growth that has ha- that has happened leading away from the abusive and disgusting relationship right. that is Joker and Harley. Yeah. 
I want it to go away. Yeah. I understand that it is iconic Joker and Harley, the crazy couple. But that's the misrepresentation of it. Yeah. That's the bumper sticker it is, elevator pitch. It is not what we want to show little girls getting into comics that that's the kind of relationship they want. They don't yeah. want to be Harley Joker's dog on a leash. Yeah. They want to be Harley Gotham City Sirens, right. Harley with Ivy, Harley as the independent woman that she has grown up to Broken be. away from a shitty, yeah, damaging where relationship. Yeah, she is, she is just putting her back and dragging all of that back in, especially because I think they did it because of the whole Suicide Squad. Which they already like, cut out what was supposed to be their, more uh, abusive and yeah. to the comic stuff. So my concern would be that they are going to take this Joker and Harley and they're going to do that. They're going to make it such a love story that it takes away from the lesson of what their relationship was. And I do know that Paul Dini has recently um, made a new run of Harley's and Joker's showing a softer side of the Joker. He he didn't, he worked on it with other people. It wasn't specifically. Amanda Connor and uh, one other lady. I'm so sorry. I will, I will remember your name later. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I do understand that they they are trying to show that. But it was very, 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 very rare that the Joker ever showed any sort of of softness yeah. to Harley. And if it was, it was corrected very swiftly with abuse. Yeah. And so if they are to do this, I need them to to do it in a way that shows her freeing herself from such a bad situation. Which I am a little concerned that might not happen. Uh, We have a really weird group of people working on this film. Uh, It's uh, John Requa, I believe is how his name is pronounced, and uh, Glenn Ficarra. They both uh, wrote uh, I Love You, Philip Morris, which uh, has been a while since I've seen that. It's a Jim Carrey vehicle. And uh, Crazy Stupid Love, a straight-up romantic comedy. Um, so yeah, it kind of seems like well, Warner Brothers wants them to make When Harry Met Sally on Benzedrine, a doped out love story. Uh, and I don't think that they're going to be making it a negative sort of thing. I that's believe that's very and, upsetting. Yeah. Um, so that's in and of itself a little weird. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see as more news comes out about that guy as well. And then uh, finally, uh just a piece of misinformation something that was actually the comic book uh fandom at large that fucked up evidently uh there was an interview recently with matt reeves the uh writer director i believe he wrote uh as well uh the batman the new uh ben affleck solo batman film um during his interview uh he basically said well, what people thought he said was that the Batman was not going to be a part of the DC extended universe, that they were just going to be making a, a Batman film that just didn't fit in with all this other shit, even though we've been building for a while and the, the DCEU is supposed to be the whole point of what they're trying to do and, and they're you know rushing to make sure that they do what Marvel Studios have done. Um, but actually what he had said was that members of the DCEU aren't going to pop up in the background of this movie. This is going to be a Batman film. He said, yes, most certainly it will be taking place in the DC Extended Universe. Uh, We're just not going to see Aquaman, you know, 
fucking Wonder Woman. Yeah, they're not the going to show up. Nobody's going to save Aquaman's not going to push Batman out of a, of a lake. You know, we're just going to have a Batman movie, uh, which, which I think is, is awesome. Yeah, I want to see Ben Affleck as Batman because yeah. I haven't seen him as Batman yet. So right, right. Like, yeah, that's we're we're queued up to fight through Batman versus Superman, which I'm kind of nervous about. Of uh, yeah, as you probably should we. Uh, but we're going to do the extended cut, so at least it'll be a story that makes sense, uh, kind of. But anyway, um, yeah, so I'm really excited to see Batman by himself as well, uh, simply because, you know, I like Ben Affleck regardless, um, and I think that he did do a very good job, uh, you know, playing Bruce. Uh, I am a little disappointed that he won't be uh, writing and directing this as well, which was the original plan. It was going to be straight uh, Batfleck up and down. Oh my um, god, I love the idea top of saying to bottom. And I would have liked that because I, I mean, I fucking love the town, you know, and, and Argo's really good. Like, I, I dig Ben Affleck, you know, I think he's really grown as an actor and his, his writing and directing has definitely gotten better as well. Um, but Matt, this Matt Reeves fella that they got on here, I wasn't quite sure what he did, uh, so I looked him up, and actually he's he's been all over some shit I like. He uh, he did Cloverfield. He was the director of Cloverfield, which was pretty cool. Fucking love Cloverfield. Um, he did the last two recent uh, of the Apes films. Um, he also is the creator of Felicity, <laughs> which is very bizarre, but, you know, you gotta give him something. And uh, he also did Let Me In, which was the remake uh, of Let the Right One In, which is one of my favorite vampire movies. Let Me In was not great, but not a bad adaptation. So he's a good writer. He's got some good credits on him. Um, I'll be really excited to see him, um, you know, direct Ben, punching more fucking dudes in the face. Like, I hope it, that he has better pacing than all his DC counterparts. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully it won't get edited to death, and hopefully there won't be any weird things. I mean, our uh, last minute shoots all yeah. cut to hell. Where we'll have to CGI out uh, goatee that and... Ben Affleck has this time. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. DC guys, come on. Your comics have always been good. I love a lot of the characters. I have, like I said, grown up with Marvel, but you've grown up with DC, mm -hmm. and you're also disappointed. And there's a lot of the stuff that we see on the internet where people are jumping to the fanboy things. They blame Marvel fanboys for being pissed at DC, and then uh, people will get pissed at them for backing up DC for everything. Uh, look, I want all comic book movies to be good. Yeah. All of them. And you have to hold them responsible for butchering your characters. Yeah. If you love DC so much, you should be on the same side as us who are dis or who are disappointed yeah yeah stand up and hold them accountable for for editing things to hell and misinterpreting plot lines and and forgetting and, and just not listening to the people you know when they go oh well we'll make suicide squad funnier because people didn't like how dark batman it's like that's not what we're complaining about we're not complaining that it's dark we're complaining that there's there's both not a lot of fun, but also that, yeah, without a director's cut, Batman versus Superman doesn't fucking make sense. Like, that's that's a problem. There is a problem at its core. And WB as a film studio is a fucking great studio. They've made some incredible films. They have still make incredible animation. They should have their shit together. It seems that somebody, whoever it is that sits at the table of the DC slash Warner Brothers specifically, that dude, I don't know. He needs somebody to talk to him. Come on, guys, talk to him. Because yeah. we want this stuff to be cool, you know? And again, as fans, you should be you should be ashamed that they're not... Like, you should be pissed off that they're not listening to you. Yeah. How about this? 
Flash fans, I love the Flash. Can we get the Flash movie to not be Flashpoint? We had the Flashpoint yeah, on the show. Yeah. We had a Flashpoint animated thing. Flash has done more stories. Let's give him something else. I, I personally would like to learn more about uh uh oh what's yellow Flash uh, reverse, reverse Flash reverse yeah. Flash Eel, like Eobard Thawne. Yeah, I would like to learn more about Eobard Thawne. Yeah. So like, I would like to go past Flashpoint yeah. to where they hopefully are get to a farther point in the future where they resolve things or they battle out their differences. I don't want to just like, keep seeing the same plot over and over again. You know, and that and that's the problem. Same with Batman and yeah. his dead parents. We right. know we they know he's died. Dead. Yeah. We know they died. It's one of the things that Spider-Man Homecoming really, really did well Thank is you. that, Thank uh, you, Homecoming. you know, he goes, yeah, a fucking spider bit me. Spider's probably dead. Because it, it doesn't matter. We get it. It's in the lexicon. It's It, it has been in the zeitgeist of f- for fucking ever now. We it's, didn't have to see Uncle Ben die. Yeah. Like, it's not 92. People who didn't ever read a single comic book know what has happened to a lot of comic book heroes. We need to just make solid films featuring these characters that we like. There are hundreds and thousands of issues and stories to find. Hey, Brian Singer, you hear that? Read some X-Men comics. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) but you know, this is something that we've always had a problem with uh, with comic book films, uh, but when Marvel has such a good track record for being able to both please fans and maybe not all the time completely, because there are some hardcore people that still get frustrated about certain changes, and I get that. Um, but they can please the majority of fans, and they can please the majority of, uh, you know, summer blockbuster people. Uh, wh- why can't DC find that same middle ground? I'm not saying make your stuff lighter and fluffier. That is not what anybody has been saying from the start. We're just saying, please don't edit your movies to death. Please don't second-guess your directors so much. Just fucking hire good and, people and yeah, make good do things your happen research. yeah because like you said not to make it light and fluffy because dc has always been known for being the darker they are the, the greater two. guys yeah so give us that we want that yeah. we want that dark dc but like you said don't edit it to death guys. right like yeah and we don't mean dark uh in color either you can <laughs> you can make a brooding Superman who's still very blue, uh, but to the point when we don't have to adjust the brightness on our TV screens. <laughs> yeah, please. saturate to death. And then, I mean, I don't know. That's the, a lot of this stuff is starting to just get into nitpicking at this point. But at the yeah. end of the day, um, DC, get your shit together, and also take one last note from Marvel. And when misinformation like this Matt Reeves thing comes out, um, don't make him tweet that his response that this thing was wrong how about you guys have pr people to come out and talk about this stuff marvel is always ahead of things going on with their stuff they tell you what's happening when they lose directors they might not always tell you why but they they let you know what's going on dc pay attention to what's happening read the articles that are written about your movies and and be ahead of this stuff don't make people have more fodder than they already have guys um but you know we're we're yelling at nobody i'm sure that the head of warner brothers doesn't listen to this podcast oh so, yeah no like uh, <laughs> this, is, this is just for our echo chamber yeah yeah exactly here you guys that also agree with us yeah let's do but uh <laughs> and those of you who don't um let talk talk to me yeah don't yell at me right don't don't and don't call us me. marvel fanboys because at the very least like because uh, i'm not yeah. i just i'm just now like learning. dc you know i like fucking vertigo if, oh, if yeah, anything dark my favorite series are from vertigo shit. yeah dark yeah. horse i'm a dark horse fanboy <laughs> Dark horse. Dark horse. I I am an apologist for the fucking aliens comic books. Come at me about that. <laughs> yeah, like like but talk to me. Talk to me yeah. about what why you like Batman versus Superman or why you or like Or what would you want out of yeah. it? Yeah. You know th- 
that and I just want to make new friends. So, yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. Please fi- communicate find with us. us. I, I like people. You know, and there are things that I have to complain about some of the, the Marvel movies and particularly things like X-Men and, and stuff like that. Uh, Is there a monster outside? I think it's a monster biker gang. Oh, nice. Yeah, monster biker gang. Um, you know, we all have things that we don't love about everything we like. We just sat and as much as we loved on Defenders, complained a little bit. Tell us what you don't like about these things. Don't be the fanboys that you're blaming the other people to be. Uh, you know, we can all come together and say, hey, maybe we can all fucking talk them into making better stuff. But anyway, that's just us. That's the end of the rant. That was Tales to Admonish. DC, get your shit together. Uh, now we will move on to our other regularly scheduled segment known as uh, Recommended Reading. We don't have anything related this week. This is just going to be stuff that we're reading for funsies. So I'm going to leave it over to my lovely wife. Okay, guys, here is your recommended reading for the week. This week we read and caught up on Bitch Planet, Volume 1, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Art by Valentine D. Landra, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Volume 1, written by Brandon Monteclair and Amy Reeder, art by Natasha Bustos, Preacher by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, and Rick and Morty, Volume 1, written by Zach Gorman and art by C.J. Cannon. So guys, head on to your local comic book shop and check those out. Well, that's it, folks. This is uh, the end of the first official episode, so um, if if you like it... Come find us on Facebook at Fresh Comics Podcast. We're also on Instagram by the same name. Uh, Check us out on our website, FreshlyBakedNetwork.com, where we have both our podcast and uh, the previous podcast I was on, Freshly Baked Crackers. Uh, We will also hopefully be adding some new things to that in the coming months, so keep uh, looking at that. Um, I also will uh, put a link to that Den of Geek article that I had mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, on our description uh, for this episode. And uh, for my wife, Nikki, I am Ian Maxwell, and uh, read on. (laughs) 